Well, hello, Marys. Hey, Mary. So uh, this week we're putting out a little preview, a little sneak peek into our only Mary's level at Patreon, you know, our tender bits. Uh, This is an episode we did earlier this year looking back on the mini challenges of season 11. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one to put out right now, considering that on Canada versus the world, you have Brooklyn, Silky and Raja. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's an interesting context, especially that it's mini challenges. It's not even main yeah. challenges. No it's stakes. not runways. It's no stakes. But I think that is given one of the, the really interesting details, I think, of Canada versus the world is seeing Brooke and Raja and Silky interact. This is a fun flashback to when they were just a couple of kids in the workroom. Yeah, and what's interesting about season 11, I think we say this in the episode, but that there were so many mini challenges shown that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you no, know, there were a lot. And there's and, not that many seasons where there's like a mini challenge every episode and there's like 11 of them. Yeah, and they were fun. There were some, I mean, season 11, I feel like we, maybe a lot of other people don't look back on with terribly fondly for one reason or the other, it just kind of gets lost in the mix, but like, the mini challenges are a reason to revisit. And I believe this episode, we even rank them each, you know, in mm. order of our yeah, we do. least to most favorite. So, uh, you know, maybe you'll agree, maybe you'll disagree. Maybe you won't remember these at all. And there'll be a reason to revisit season 11. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as we go into December, as we go into more drag race seasons, more kind of questions of, changing up this format right uh you wonder if they should bring back the mini challenge (laughs) you know yeah like maybe they need to bring love connie back in to do another workout challenge i don't know yeah and you know what's interesting is like when a mini challenge works is it is it the queens is it rupaul is you know what i mean yeah like what makes a mini challenge work and Hopefully we identify that this episode. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we do, but I I will say because of the most recent episode of Canada versus the world, the reading challenge is a very famous mini challenge. The puppets are a very famous mini challenge. And it, when they don't work or when a challenge like that, a beloved challenge doesn't work, much like Snatch Game, you kind of, you're like, well, what's the problem here? So, like, when I think about Canada versus the world, like, what was the problem? Why did that reading challenge just bomb? Um, and I wonder if it would have bombed if we didn't love it so much. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on it to be this iconic moment. Uh, you know, it, it's similar to what we see with Snatch Game. But uh, all that being said, uh, this episode, as I mentioned, is from our only Mary's level, which is our $10 level on Patreon. And so... We do a lot of catch-ups on our personal lives. We go pretty deep. We our, our last episode, we covered everything from, like, casting movies as Muppets to, like, navigating addiction to porn issues. Not mm. porn issues. Um, I don't have any porn issues. That's the one thing I don't have issues with is porn. Uh, but porn that we love. But the point being, we, we really go deep on the Only Mary's level. But we also geek the fuck out on the Only Mary's level. And we'll do little listicles like this where it's, like only for the real nerds you know so yeah or we're gonna talk about Dieter Ritz shutting it down at Scorpio Charlotte and uh-huh. talk about a seven minute performance for 50 minutes oh my god we're gonna talk about a, a seven second clip on TikTok Twitter uh of the bodega cat guy 
we spent a lot of time on the bodega cat guy. We really did. Uh, we've it's done great cat right there. It's a great cat right there. Take yeah. a pet like no problem. Uh, if a man referred to me that way, I would also just purr in his hand, you know. Oh. <laughs> uh, but we have brackets. We've done pizza queen brackets. We've done early out brackets. It, it's a fun level. Uh, and so if you are a free skate Mary, if you're a sister Mary at the five dollar level and you're considering bumping up, uh, there is just a wealth of archived episodes just like this one at patreon.com slash all right mary all right mary we hope you enjoy and have a great week yeah party party tot scenes this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. so i don't know about you but i am no stranger to ordering furniture off the internet that you must then assemble at home oh mary i have a dresser story i don't even want to get into my favorite part of the whole experience, besides the guttural screaming, is the instructions that often require cracking the Da Vinci code to figure out how the drawers go in. Or what if, say, the bottom drawer goes in and just never comes out? And that's if you're lucky to get instructions at all. But luckily, we're not here to talk about the perils of ordering furniture off the internet. No, ma'am. But we are here to talk about getting stuck. We've all felt like that bottom drawer, whether you're changing jobs, starting a new family, or you're just not sure what you want to do next. While there may be no user manual to navigating life, therapy is about as close as you're going to get to understanding why you feel the way you do and how you can get unstuck. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. We are absolutely here to fulfill a Mary's Choice request to discuss the mini challenges on season one one. Yeah, this was I. I really I, and I'm sorry that I don't remember who uh, suggested this, but I thought this was a really great idea because I kind of write off season eleven in my mind of like oh, I don't know I don't know about season you know, for one whinge or the other finding some reason not to like it and. We had done this previously for season 10, and it was like, I think the the highlight was like, oh man, the season 10 mini challenges are really fun. And they were, but I also kind of went in knowing that. Whereas this was such a pleasant surprise of like, there were some great mini challenges in season 11. Season 11, you know? And Mary, yeah, there were mini challenges 11 weeks in a row. It's literally, yeah, it is literally every week until the, the semifinal episode. It's incredible i like because you had told me yeah there's basically every week so i'm watching it you know and and you know i'd, I'd hit plan an episode i'd fast forward a few minutes to where i knew it was you know uh-huh. the, the the little you know uh the little screen grab was like oh that looks like rupaul announcing the mini challenge <laughs> yeah, and yeah, i kept right, expecting right. for their for rupaul to say for this week's maxi challenge like oh great mm-hmm. i can skip this week and every fucking week they had a mini challenge yeah even before snatch game yeah yeah so i mean this was uh, a jam-packed season of mini challenges and uh your idea which i uh was really fun to kind of figure out was not only are we going to talk about the mini challenges of season 11 we have ranked them in order of 
and each of them are separate lists, so we'll see where they match up and where they don't. But we have mm. ranked them in terms of, uh, you know, the mini challenges that we um, enjoyed to the maximum, you know? <laughs> to maximum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to say... Watching just the mini challenges of a season, it's kind of like when we like would only watch the lip syncs of a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting just a snapshot of the queens on that season. And what I like about the mini challenges, as opposed to like the lip syncs, is it's when there's the least pressure, when queens are like directed to have fun and be silly and not be perfect, when it's not about, you know, fierce lethal drag like perfect makeup you know it's it's very much about entertainment and i think it's a great lens to see the casts uh in each season because mary the the two i think the two like villains of the season were silky and raja and it's you watch the new challenge you're like how could anybody think that these two were the villains of the season. That was, yeah. I mean, watching just the mini challenges was a really cool, like, just a, a quick, it was kind of like a cue to cue if you're doing rehearsals for a show. It was just uh-huh, like, yeah, yeah, cue to cue. Yeah. And I felt like each week I was like, I'm not saying goodbye to fucking nobody. I'm just moving on. You know, there was no, you almost in the first few episodes didn't even notice who went home. You know what I mean? Be- right, and right. I didn't. I didn't. And it was like, to your point, I feel like, Silky is a fucking hoot in these mini challenges. I know. And I I really was I appreciated that because I thought, you know, I I think I've been tough on Silky sometimes, you know? I think I've been a yeah. little even even when we covered season 11, when we covered All Stars 27, whichever season she was on, I, sometimes I think I'm not fair to Silky. She was so much fun. I think she's great TV and yeah, I think there was like a Something happened during season 11, right? I think with the fandom, I think with maybe fatigue. Um, and Raja got a shit edit yeah. this season. I think that's like notorious. Like Raja, a delight, was all of a sudden this like total asshole. And it's it's so unfair. Well, especially it's just not the truth. Especially you know? after seeing her in season six where she was just like a sweetheart of the season. It makes watching her in season 11 all the more interesting to kind of see the, the parallels and, you know, like... What was there? Yeah, yeah, what were we not seeing? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, let's jump into it. Uh, there were 11 mini challenges. We... D- do you want to add in the one that I said maybe we should cut? Or do you want to just talk about it? Like, what did you... Did you put in your ranking? Oh, I put in the ranking, yeah. Oh, oh okay, great. Yeah, okay, I have great. 11. So then I, we have top 11. I have okay, a top perfect. 11 ranked. Absolutely, yes. Great. So do I. So do I. Um, my number 11, then, was episode one, the photo shoot. Okay, I have... Mine is, uh, you know, uh, mine is the the number 10. So we can talk about that, and then I can talk about number 11. But yeah, the photo shoot was... Um, it wasn't necessarily terrible. It was just not memorable for me. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it was with past queens that we love, you know? And I think it was just because things went a little fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that I think it's, you know, any of the challenges, I think of the, the first episode, I think about season 14 with the lip syncs, or season 13 with the lip syncs, where it's like, I don't even know who these people are. Like, there's just so much... You know, and I think yeah. then you're bringing in these familiar faces. I'm like, well, I know Angina. I could think I could look at her. You know, I know Delta, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think RuPaul got in what she could. 
um, there were some really, really funny moments, and it wasn't it wasn't always RuPaul, but one of my favorite RuPaul moments was during Ariel Versace and Eureka. And she asks, who's the beauty and who's the beast? And Ariel goes, is that a real question? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, well, I know who Ariel is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. And I did appreciate that, you know, Delta, because at the time, this is when Delta was doing the wigs, that Delta shows up and she is looking so Brenda Vaccaro. This is such 80s Brenda mm. Vaccaro. And Mercedes isn't quite sure what she wants to do. And Delta is just being this like patient social worker. <laughs> yeah, like, no, okay, so sweet. Okay. You want to do that? Okay. Uh, well, should, well, what do you think? Like, should, well, okay, should I sit like, you want me to sit like this? Right. Or is this fine? Yeah, and then kind of like shadily saying to Rue, well, I think someone needs to be in the, in the driver's seat. You know, like saying something that's that maybe Mercedes got or not. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Um, I <laughs> I love, I'm your auntie Raja. That, that's a, a sound bite that I appreciated. Um what else did I love here? Ginger uh, saying pose, baby, pose. Oh, yes, pose, <laughs> baby, pose. Oh, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. I mean, forgetting that Vanjie was on season 11, Mary. Vanjie's very much a part of season 11. Uh-huh. Uh, she tells Pheromone to face the wall, Mary. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like she was one of the first queens on Drag Race who was, like, saying Mary, I think, often. Uh-huh. And it was very, like, oh, that feels good. That feels validating. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, and Silky wins this challenge. Silky, Silky won. Yeah. Yes, it's important to start with a challenge, or my list with a challenge that Silky wins because she won a lot of them. <laughs> she did. She, she she's going to show up again. Uh, you know, so this had, this was my tenth because my my bottom challenge, my number eleven, was the reading challenge. Oh, my, that is much higher for me. Okay, uh, it probably shouldn't be, um, but I I think when I was ranking them, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got to put the reading challenge in there. Yeah, if I'm being honest with you guys, Mary. I understand. Um, there, there, I had one. I had a couple like that. I was like, oh, where am I going to put this one? But I think this one, it was, it was just kind of overall a bit of a of a dud. But the there. Even though it falls so low, I do want to just highlight. I thought Nina looking to Rue for notes was really funny. Uh, I know that Sugar was a delight, but that's a running theme this season. Sugar's a fucking delight. Uh-huh. I I think a surprise, a pleasant surprise, was that indeed Brooke won, and I think yes. she earned it. I she did. I think when she said to Plastique, like how much are you charging for that vacant space between your ears? It had a like she's the she's the kind of girl who sits reverse cowgirl on the toilet, so she has a clean surface to uh-huh. eat off of. You know, like it worked and. Silky, I don't know what the fuck she was doing, but um, at this point it was episode nine. So I think maybe she was just getting a little scoopy, you know? It's one of those things where I think in the moment, like uh, during the season live, it was like, oh, this reading challenge was so disappointing. And then looking back on it, I'm like, oh my God, it was so chaotic. You had Silky looking at her footnotes. You had uh, Nina West needing approval, mm-hmm. right? Um, I I also appreciated Plastique's drag of Silky. Like, oh, Silky's drag is the best. She goes from busted-looking man into busted-looking. And th- it was just her delivery of that was very uh, unexpected, but by far the best read. And I think why this got so high on my list, besides the chaotic, chaotic nature of it all, was Brooklyn Heights... Silky not making nosh. Isn't she precious? 
Yeah. No, really, takes off glasses. Isn't she precious? That was really, that was great. And, and, uh, oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> I was really, I mean, Brooke, you know, Lil Act One Gun, Brooke has a phenomenal track record this season. And, I I found myself maybe taking back some of the things I have said about her after doing this. So just going to put that out there. Oh, good for you, Mary. Yeah. I, I, I still think she came in second. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that. But it just, you know, I don't think that she, I, I think she deserved her second place, you know? Mm, oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so my number 10, because your number 10 was photo shoot. Yes. Uh, my number 10, and this is, uh, these are unpopular opinions. They're just opinions, Mary. And I made this list very quickly. Um, number 10 is Trixie's Barbie doll challenge. That was one that I was like, oh, shit, I got to put it somewhere. So okay. I right. like right. there's a few in the middle that I kind of they could they could all rotate and be kind of, it, you know, number nine could be number seven, you know. So mine does fall a little higher on the list. But go on. Talk to me about the dolls. I mean, the, after all, point, tricks. tricks. Yeah. No, it's at, at this, this point, point tricks. tricks. The Barbie dolls are the dolls. Um, kind of the yeah. dolls. <laughs> I I think I was more entertained watching Trixie like walk around the workroom. Being, what's your name? I'm Scarlet. I already forgot. Like, like I would love that moment to be the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. I think Trixie was a great guest. I think that she. Um, that, and that's probably why it, it moved a little bit higher is I felt like she kind of came in and tap danced around this challenge a little bit. Uh, though, I mean, uh, I, I'll say this. I mean, to, to send some roses to Raja, like she earned the win on this yeah. one. She did earn the win. It was it was very funny. I will say this about her win. RuPaul loves the ghetto girl stereotype. He thinks it's so funny. I know. He Loves it. I know. Loves it. I wish that he gave more love to Sugarcane's Flakita, that mom drag that Same. she was doing. Oh my God, Mary, she's your friend's mom who takes you to to the tanning salon and makes you wait in the car when she goes. Yeah, in. yeah, but you'll I go to know you'll go woman. to Rita's Italian Ice afterward or the Dairy Queen uh -huh. or whatever. Yeah, she is such a tan mom. Uh, I I think. Uh, oh, another moment I wrote down is I guess Vanjie when she's doing hers. Uh, she says to Trixie, I'm coming for your gig, Trixie. And Trixie yeah. says, I do have a broken suitcase. I thought that was a great read. <laughs> um, yeah. Another moment that I thought was great was Silky. Uh, but she drives a donut truck. That being a really great punchline because, you know, Barbie drives a Corvette. Right, right. Uh, well, and doesn't Silky, a donut truck. doesn't in real life, didn't she say that she drove a mail truck? That she, like, literally that was her oh, car, was like an old mail truck? I can see oh, it. Wow. I can see her in one of those mail vans, you know? Um, But the but I loved, you know, oh, she, she comes with bootleg CDs and chips, dips not included. I'm like, good job, Silky. It was yeah, a good joke. It was good. It was a good joke you wrote. Um, Otherwise, they, they were all kind of... I liked Ariel's, you know, when you pull her string, she swallows. It was really filthy. Um, and yeah, so, true, I mean, these, yeah. Th these were, these were great. Uh, it, it, you know, I just, I wish it went a little bit further. It reminded me of the season, was, was it All Stars 2 when they did the like prison mini challenge? Or was it even season seven? That was, was season, season seven. seven. Yeah, it was yeah. season seven. Yeah. 
where they had to, you know, they, they were probably given a template and they had to like fill it in so RuPaul would read it. Yeah. And they, that's what this was. And I, you know, some jokes were better than others. It's kind of like season eight, like the when they're the judges and RuPaul saying, do not write me letters, you know, because, you know, Kim Cheese was all about like North Korea. I feel like yeah. it's that thing of like, we're going to give you, you know, drag up these judges robes, drag up the, these army, you know, fatigues, whatever. Uh-huh. And then here's the Mad Libs that you're going to you're going to fill in. You know? Right. Right, 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 right. Which I think is a great template for uh, a mini challenge. It's just for me, this one, compared to some of the others, I was like, at this point, tricks. Yeah. <laughs> the dolls, the dolls are, the dolls. are a little dull. Uh, well, my, you know, I got to say, this season, the, the photo shoot mini challenges, I just did not resonate for me because the original photo shoot mm. was my number 10. My number nine is the book looks, the book cover looks. Oh, the book cover. I thought you were going to talk about the photo bombs. Um, that's in there too. I mean, spoiler yeah. alert, that's number eight. So my, just to give oh. some context, my I had the reading challenge as my least favorite challenge, but then the first photo sh- shoot, the book looks, and the celebrity photo bomb are 10, 9, and 8, and you could rotate them. You could put celebrity yeah. so the photo fo- i guess this is the the photo shoot mini challenges section of the evening for me got it yeah that's kind of where i'm at too the uh, for me the next one is the photo bomb and then it's the self-help books yeah yeah so it, it's it's you know the same they're idea. all yeah it, they're all the same they just didn't take off for me i mean i feel like with those challenges you know, I always think about with the celebrity photo bombs. I always think about the making of them, and there has to be a monitor off screen that the queen is uh-huh. looking at, so she can align herself with the green screen image. And so I'm just always thinking about how they're getting the shot versus the gag of it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were only I'm trying to think, making sure there were only two moments in the photo bomb challenge because that's my that's my number nine. And then uh, if you want to talk about moments in your uh, self-help one because um, I can't the self-help one was fine but uh, Silky getting very naked and when RuPaul says oh you're not modest at all like I think RuPaul is like finally getting to meet Silky and see workroom Silky you know what I mean yeah I mean I, and I think for the audience as well it was like oh okay this the, you are just not going to stop being the center of attention here all right uh, but yeah I got these cookies yeah <laughs> You know, I I did appreciate that Brooke, uh, Brooklyn looked like Suzanne Summers, and mm. you know, uh, and of course this was another challenge that both Silky and Brooklyn won. Yes, another win for for the for you know the top top four top five. Yeah. Um. The the other moment that I think is noteworthy here is when and you love when this happens. RuPaul is reading the queen to her face. Oh, Ariel is like, what's your favorite Celine Dion, Celine Dion song? Oh, good old Titanic. My heart will go on. How boring. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of like, you know, there've been compilations on YouTube of like when a queen wins her season, like what's the moment she won it. There are also mm. moments of what's the moment you knew a queen was not going to win, you know? <laughs> totally. Totally. How boring. What are you talking about, RuPaul? The answer or her drag? Yeah, you know? right, right. Uh, or how you're feeling right now. Because I think that's, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I can tell when RuPaul can tell that a queen is just not on the level, you know? 
Totally, totally. So what about your, do you have anything to add for the, 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 the book challenge? Yeah, so the book, so another photo, I mean, Silky won all three photo shoots. That's, oh, I think, wow. important to note. Uh, and so in the book, look, I mean, I... I appreciate the pun of calling Sugar the bareback contessa. I feel like <laughs> for as long as I've lived, I can't believe I haven't heard that more often. Mm. And Evie's book cover was awesome. It looked like an adult coloring book. And I thought that was... Because okay. a lot of times these covers are garbage mama. And like yeah. that one was surprisingly great. The one note that I had, and granted she won the challenge, and I don't... I'm, I'm trying to remember. I feel like... I think it's actually feedback that maybe cornbread got from Lonnie Love, but I feel like could be applied to Silky as well. Is like there's a oh. there's a certain point when you're doing the fat jokes and you're being the fat girl where it's like, but you don't have to do that every time, you know. And I uh -huh. and I feel like because the book looks, you know, epi that was episode eight. So I think at that point there is just that lens of like at what point. Even if you're just like living your fat fantasy, great. But at what point does somebody say, hmm, you know, calling out your fatness before anyone else can certainly seems to be a trend. What's that about? You know what I mean? Or who else yeah. are you other than the big, loud girl with the big personality and, you know, the cookies? I think that's what something that's something that people appreciated about Eureka's runways is that she was doing. Uh, drag and creating illusions that weren't uh, common on Drag Race for the big girl. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and so I, I think to your point, it's like, yeah, Silky, like, like, okay, great. That's that's something you can joke about. Great, cool. And what else? Right. Uh, I hear you. It, I will say this. We did get the line. I wrote this book due to the fact that I was hungry. I mean, I'll listen, you know, I, I've done less, less impressive things because I was hungry. So I will, sure. you know, I ordered all this Domino's cause I was hungry. Nobody's going to give me a win for that. Uh, uh, I also want to praise Plastique's performance in the self-help challenge. I thought she was so funny. She had like the crazy makeup all over her teeth, smeared mascara. She's crying. Uh, buy my new book, Personality. Not everybody has one. I, uh, good for you, Plastique. Yeah. Like, you could be really silly and messy, you know? Right. It's like, again, like smart gameplay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really smart. Um, so that was 11, 10, 9, 8. Yes. Uh, right? I'm up to number them? seven now. Cool. What was your number seven? My number seven was the Slap Out of It Challenge. Oh, slap out of it. Uh, I this I rank this very high. Really? I, I guess it just felt like it felt like an acting class exercise. And after a while, I don't know, it didn't have the same like oomph that I was like hoping for that we got from season 10. Uh, you know, what I what I liked, you know, was, you know, besides the fact that it's kind of relevant these days, if you think about it, um, <laughs> uh, you know, don't hit people. But I did like don't hit people. I like that Silky said to Nina, you big old chaperone looking grilled cheese person. Oh, God. Add grilled cheese into any joke, Mary. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew what she meant by that. But I don't know. I it, similar to the celebrity photo bombs, I kept thinking about like how much the slaps were faked and how much they were trying to edit it to make it look real, you know? I was so distracted uh, in a good way by how much RuPaul did not want to get sued. 
Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> some people are concerned about things like that, you know, so I think it's great that RuPaul sets a, an example. Um, Asia's O'Hara's Drag Race, Mary. Yeah. Like, she didn't want it to happen again. I just, I, very, it's very interesting to me. Um, I loved after Silky gets um, slapped, Silky spins. I, I, I don't know. The way that Silky is able to fall, she's an amazing faller. Yeah, yeah. She's a great, she's like a lot of Pratt falls. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very comedic. I think um, Evie Oddly is also very good at it because she's very bendy. Oh, she could do that thing where she, it was almost like the Matrix, where she could like turn like one shoulder back and uh-huh. kind of fall that way. That was really, that was really impressive. The only thing I, I uh, you know, it made me feel a little icky as I was like, yikes, these ones are mean, especially Brooke. Brooke was really mean and she won. She did win. It's another one that she won. Uh, it was, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't, uh, it didn't connect for me, I guess, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Brooklyn to Evie in particular, I was like, that doesn't feel like it's okay. Like this feels wrong. Am I allowed to smack a homeless person? And RuPaul's even like, I think it's okay. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, there's always those of like the jokes you can make on in the club, the jokes you can make uh-huh. on the TV, you know. And yeah. uh, you know, even saying homeless, someone's gonna be like, um, excuse me, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's so not, it's not a popular term anymore. You know. So it's uh, kind of you know, like she... you know. Uh, but but we got a, some really great physical comedy, which is something that I love. I also think that slapping, and I've said this before on on our podcast, but the act of like the slap, right? That is so queer. It's it's very rooted in gay culture for whatever reason, and uh, there's probably a lot of reasons that, that we've probably talked about before. But um, that's why I kind of rate it a little higher because I'm just like it is so drag it's so catty it's i don't know and i and silky and nina were a great little duo and we could probably do a whole only marries on slapping thinking about you know seeing it in campy movies seeing it as a, mm. as a sort a, a sort of like a feminine thing i think of you know uh alexis carrington colby you know what i mean like i think of that kind of slapping i think of you know mm. betty davis things like that so there's also like uh-huh. there has to be an overlap of like diva worship and also like loving a good slap you know i mean i think about mrs peacock getting slapped yeah it's one of my favorite parts of of clue is when they recreate her screaming in the in the room you know, and carrying her <laughs> and over to the couch, her. and he slaps her. Ah, ah, oh, we're doing it! Yeah. We're doing it! Oh, oh we're gonna do it! Okay, I'll scream! Okay, oh, okay I'll ah. do it! It's it's like well, I mean, it, for a performance that should have an Oscar, it's it is one of the best moments. Uh, Eileen Brennan. Oh my God, you got to give it to her, BL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other slap uh, in pop culture is on the movie Airplane. Yeah, so they all line this? up to slap her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! It's you know you could also take put put another lens on it, and it's you know that woman in hysterics, like also very offensive. Like oh, you just got to slap her. Uh, it's it's so fucked up. So th- it's it's very rich. It's very dark, and I think campy. Um. So my number seven was the Love Connie challenge. Wow. Wow. We have very different lists. Wow, this is great. Uh, wow. All right. There were things um, I thought we were going to be like synced up on, and I'm like, wow, okay, all right, go on. I, I put this at seven because 
and granted, maybe this is why you put it higher, but this whole challenge was about Connie. It wasn't really about anybody else. Um, there were some really good moments, like when RuPaul's face, when Plastique does the kick into the split, or when Evie flips herself over and over, um, or when Connie gets slapped. Yeah, um, Connie got slapped. <laughs> uh, but, and... But it's it's number seven, Mary, because Rue does the air guitar on Connie's leg. Listen, I know there's leg guitar, and it made it really hard, and it brought down some points for me. The face, the face that he makes. I know. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But the amount of collateral that I get from when Connie, like, you know, is prompting Akira. She's like, come on, you're the last one. And Akira goes, okay, like baby peach and just takes off. That never fails to make me laugh. Okay. And then she just starts kicking around and it was, uh, there's, so funny. there's something so funny about the editing of that moment that just, oh my, I just think it's so fucking funny. And like when Vanjie's rolling away with her wig, I mean, uh, I, th- this will fall somewhere else on my list, but I love Connie, absolutely. I love Connie. I love Connie. I love Connie. I wonder where my number six landed for you. Uh, what's your number six, though? Well, my number six we've talked about because uh, at this point, tricks the dolls are the dolls. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. At this point, tricks. It. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. At this point, six. <laughs> at this point, six. The dolls. Are at number six, yeah. Are the Barbie dolls at number six? Um, so my number six is the titties challenge. Okay, I I have that further up on my list. I wow. I and had also expected that to be further up on your list. Okay, I guess I just I mean again the reading challenge. Uh, I put it somewhere and yeah, but and then the slap happy one it was number five for me. So okay, you know, then then the next ones that we haven't talked about are three, two, one. So I guess I can imagine what your. Well, why don't we just number... go in order? You don't have to figure it out yet. I'm going to tell you. Okay, I'm going to yeah, tell okay. you. So six. So my six. The the, the, the is the titties challenge. Um, what? <sighs> Jiggle them titties, bitch. <laughs> jugs. <laughs> I jugs say. a jiggling boobography. I mean, there's some things to like love about this certainly i mean i think well or there's some interesting moments the fact that silky's nipple gets blurred when she's putting her boob into a bra was like oh no Uh well this it's like really at what point like you guys have to keep picking and choosing because earlier in the season when she got naked you didn't blur so it's interesting that it's but when the when the the boob is going into a bra then it becomes oh we gotta blur it you know wow it's that's fascinating to me yeah you know this is such an interesting challenge because it just gay men in the fascination with bouncing tits like i i think of rupaul and down under jiggle them titties Bitch, like there's just this gay men love big bouncing tits. There's something so draggy about it and the power that they have over men, you know? Well, I think, Uh, you know, it's kind of like when people talk about a guy and he's got big dick energy and it's all about this big swinging dick and he's he's got mm. big balls and he wants to have some bull-sized balls on him. I I know personally, I I guess I, I apply maybe a similar kind of ridiculous regard to like big boobs or like that could see a similar point of view of like the way we have an association of oh man that guy is just walking around with his big swinging dick i think you could say like oh man she's she's walking around with these big fucking jugs it's not a it's a it's a it's a 
an exaggeration of something. It's an exaggeration of, of femininity, whatever, where it just, I think what it does, it puts big exclamation points on the end of somebody. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. No, I, I totally get that lens of it. And I, I'm being totally transparent here with our Marys. I don't really understand the fascination yet, except that I do have it. Like I, I, like I understand that it's there. I don't know why yet. And uh, it's going to be something for me to figure out. I don't need anybody to write in and tell me why. Um, so please don't. But Were I... you breastfed as a child? <laughs> you know, I wasn't. Well, there um, you go. So I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got a formula, baby. Spent a lot of time alone. Yeah, spent yeah. A, yeah, spent a lot of time um, on formula. Yeah. Uh, I but yeah the the fascination with it I will say the the absurdity of the challenge the dragginess of the challenge it's not like it's low on my list um but it's just not in the top 5 um it's just it's just there I love that it's absurd I love that it's over the top I love that it's silly uh it's like a party game and you know Boom, 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 boom. Jiggle them titties, bitch. Like, it just seemed a little one note to me. All right. All right. Well, uh, that was what, your number five? Six. Your number six. Okay, so my number five was the Rachel Maddow challenge. Okay. Much higher for me. Wow. I So my thoughts on this, let me scroll back to where I took a noty note on that. Uh, I mean, I think that... Nina and Scarlett both nailed it. I think oh. that uh, it was, I, I, I do kind of, I mean, they did this in season one. I love this challenge of like, you know, reading a teleprompter. I think, I don't know. It's different. It's a different skill. They all, all of a sudden have to show. Um, this is a top model challenge, Mary. Sure. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, Be quiet, Tiffany. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course it was from that episode. Uh, you know, I think this is true for Vanjie all season, but there's a way in which like Pete Davidson on SNL always breaks. Like just, it's, it's almost part of his brand is that he always breaks. And I feel like she is just making that part of her brand is to not do the challenge as is, but to kind of break doing it, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's also a mini challenge. So the Queens are having so fun. So it doesn't fucking right? matter if everyone is saying colonial yeah. Sanders. Yeah. Right. It really doesn't. I, I, this challenge to me, I mean the, the, the nuance that some of these Queens found, I was like, Oh, you watch Rachel Maddow. Just the, the, the eyeglass acting that Plastique does, many of the queens do, that Rachel Maddow does, the weird movements she does when she's speaking. Like, I think some of these queens got it, Mary. Some of these queens watch MSNBC, and it shows. <laughs> God. Some people grew up uh, watching MSNBC, and it shows. And it shows. Mm, not a good look, Not sis. a good look, sis. I'm going to call yourself in. Um, I just thought it was a strong challenge because of the acting it required. I, I thought it made it really funny. And Mary, Vanjie typing on that keyboard nonsensically, like that is such a moment I love always. I always love that gag. You could definitely pair that with there's a really – I I don't think it was in season one of Jersey Shore, but there's a great scene of um, – 
Silky, or not Silky, oh my God, same person. Snooky, Snooky and Angelina writing the note to Sammy about, oh, about Ronnie. Who two wrote, who, who wrote the note? You two. But they're at like an internet cafe and Snooky is like yes, sitting there at a, yeah, writing this note. And I feel like it's a similar body language. Yes, yes. There, this, RuPaul did this. Uh, in a mini challenge once, like a like a nine one one operator. Yes, I think this season there's this like oh I'm just nonsensically typing on a keypad. Um, it that to me is always a funny joke. Uh, yeah, y'all had me saying Colonel. I I just thought they were having a great time, and I love that they I love the editing of this mini challenge. I thought it was perfect that they didn't we didn't repeat things. It was just the the one script. And it was, you know, a parody of a Rachel Maddow thing. We had Rachel Maddow in the mix. I just thought it was great. I thought it was a really, really well done mini challenge. Well, what's your number five? My number five was the Slap Happy Challenge. Oh, of course. I remember that challenge. <laughs> what's your number four? Uh, my number four is Balls to the Wall. Oh, balls to the wall. Okay, that's my number three. Okay, my number four was the reading challenge. Um, wow. So yeah, yeah. Talk to me about uh, balls to the wall. Delta works party game. Delta work. Delta's back. You know, just felt like mm. it'd be a good day to check on the set. And she puts her little fan on her on her forehead the way Nina Garcia puts her card in her head when she's watching a show. <laughs> uh, that and I love that. Um, when RuPaul was like, oh, how did you know? And she says, I just have a really good sense of smell. And then they cut to the pit crew member, Sean, who's the guy who's like infamous for having like really strong mm. musk, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just I think that this is just good old faggotry, good old yeah. exploitative faggotry. Uh-huh. I love when Silky says about Akira, look at Akira with them little chicken legs. I think that is <laughs> it's a great Silky moment of her just like her contribution to the room. Yes. Uh, it's I just you know it's one of those things where it's like uh, it just feels like you know good old you know uh not raunchy but raunch-esque faggotry yeah no there's uh there's no stakes uh it actually you can quantify who won you know it was yep. an actual competition you yep. know what I mean it's so like Vanjie actually won she, did, she did win this challenge yes yeah I kind of love that it's that it's not subjective. I love that Delta Work is there. I think that just like adds to why I love it. Um, and when the pit crew members are having fun, Mary, that's also something that I love in a mini challenge. Like they're actually they're part of the team. Like I don't know, there's something cool about that. It's almost like when we saw uh, this past season um, of UK, uh, where was it UK? Or was it season 14? Oh, season 14. George is humping Bryce. and Oh, the you balloon know, challenge. Yeah, the, yes. the popping the balloon challenge. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. like that, where it's like, oh, they're having a good time. They're added into this. It's Silky picking up the crew member. Oh, Probably yeah. problematic, but like hilarious. I didn't see a problem with it. I think she she, she got some nice arm contact to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, uh, get in that crook. You know, you got to get in the crook. Um, yeah. Well, okay, so the potato... No, sorry, that's Balls to the Wall. That was my number four. That was your number three, because your number four was mm. the reading challenge. Then my number mm. three was the, the potato sack race. Oh, the titties. The titties. Okay. And, I, and just to highlight my two faves of the season, Nina and Sugar won that. And Nina was giving such 
hot aunt babysitting you kind of energy that like I was so happy she won. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah, no, I remember liking Nina in that challenge. Um, I appreciated Silky mugging to the camera uh, during the titties challenge, too. I thought she I, it was just so funny, Mary. Well, uh, ridiculous. Speaking of mugging to the camera, I think we might have one in common. Well, number my number two. My, well, my number two is the Maddow challenge. Oh, we have nothing in common. Wait a minute. What didn't you? Was Love Connie your number one? Well, God, blow the load before anyone can. I'm get trying to figure it out. I thought we would agree on our number one. I thought, well, at least Love Connie's number two for him. That's what I thought. I mean, Mary. Wait a minute. Okay. Well, you know, there's there's no suspense anymore. So my number, we're up to number two now, right? Yes. So my number two is the stage door peephole. That's my number one. I alternated. I struggled. But at the end of the day, I had to go to my joy meter. And, uh, the, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll save stage door peephole for last because we haven't talked about that at all yet. So my the thing with, with galisthenics, with Love Connie, why it's so high up for me, why it's my number one is I think just the overall, like, energy of it i just i thought connie was great i thought the mm. editing was great i thought it was just a really funny stupid challenge and um yeah i just i don't know it was just the level of joy that it brought me but it definitely was an upset from what i thought was going to be and what i took the note was the challenge to beat is yes. the stage door people and none of them beat it mary it had so many elements that I think are perfect for a mini challenge. It was like brought out of reality and RuPaul was still involved. And this is another one where the editing, I mean, the buzz on the door, the the cuts yes. between each one, that definitely helped uh, even like, in, like make this even funnier was that there were just so many cuts of like a queen looking dumb and then RuPaul being like, Matt, no. And I think that yeah. beat is always funny. Mary, if there was a bracket challenge of best mini challenges, like this is definitely getting to the semis or the finals for me. There is so this is so funny. All the queens were edited to be really good. I agree. I think they all really shined. I and and one where I would not have known who was going to win. I thought all of yeah. them had a moment, or most of them at least. Maybe except for like Ariel's like terrible British accent, you know. Uh, oh, for sure. That one I wrote fail, but it's it, like so bad that it's funny. Like it was so bad. Um, I also love that it's sort of a dig at Michelle. Right, right. There's oh, I, I love a good seduction joke every once in a while. RuPaul had so much fun reading these queens. Brooklyn Heights, right? Like, oh, you know, my woman's hockey team, the Moose Knuckles. Well, I see the Moose Knuckles. Yeah, I, I liked that this is like a version of like RuPaul is like the, you know, the photographer from fame in the mm. end being the dirty, like being the filthy door guy who's like, let me see the ass. Come on, let me see. And I mean, I think this was also because this was an early challenge in the season, you know, one where Silky, you know, stood out because and oh. uh, she did not win this challenge. But the fact that she was like, well, you're the one checking the door. And then she opened it and was like, you said, open yeah. it. And I think that was, you know, uh, I, I could imagine RuPaul sitting back there and not expecting that at all, you know? Uh, when she was like, uh, I'm going to football tackle this door. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see you try. And Silky goes, 
Oh, it was so good. That, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of sound bites here, and I, 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 I have to name them. I, I would be doing a disservice to this mini challenge. Scarlet Envy, you are loitering, loitering, Mary. Mm-hmm. Loitering. I, I feel like that sounds like loitering. That sounds like. I guess it kind of sounds like Elizabeth Taylor going marriage. It's a little bit like uh-huh. you know. Uh huh. There's uh, there's um, Honey Davenport. Uh, she says to Honey, she's like, show me at least one of them. And then you know, Honey shows her her butt. She's like, that's a half reason. And right. Honey goes, a half. Ugh. And then the butt. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Um. Even Mercedes. She's like, uh, <laughs> you know, Mercedes, Mercedes, spell it. And she spells Mercedes. <laughs> and then RuPaul goes, is that Mercedes? And Mercedes goes, yes. <laughs> she was really good. I, I thought that she was a standout on this one. Oh, God, so good. Um, then you have Raja doing Holiday Heart. Yeah, yeah, Raja with her, good, with her rabbit coat, yeah. Oh, my, it's my good fur. It's my good fur. <laughs> and this, of course, is also that drag that that Rue loves. Rue loves yes. his character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ain't no ass there. Look again. Like I, this was that were th- that could have been like a whole two minute sketch between the two of them. They could expand this whole thing to a main challenge. I mean, this was really yeah. like uh, this was a great bit. And then I mean, Nina West, the sadness energy from Inside Out. I. Like adding the tear, like doing a little costume change, like so so funny. I this is number one for me, like by far and away. Yeah, I'm I'm going for an upset because you know what, season eleven was all about the upsets. Because I mean, and I wasn't doing this on purpose. I genuinely feel like Galisthenics and really Akira brings me the most joy of this whole season. But I mean, it's worth pointing out because Nina and Raja. Uh, won this challenge but when you look back on this the fact that Evie won zero mini challenges and only mm. won one main challenge and went wow. on to win the season when Brooke had three mini challenge wins and three main challenge wins Silky had three mini challenge wins and two main challenge wins and Akira wow. had one mini and two main so uh, Evie had the weakest track record of the season and won. And so all about the upsets. Why did she win, Mary? Why did she win? Because it's a lip sync smackdown at the end. Yeah. She's a great lip syncer. Oh, my God. Is she... That Brooklyn versus Evie lip sync was everything. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I forgot that Evie didn't. She wasn't like the Shea Coulee. Uh, it was a different. A different energy that happened. Uh, she was kind of like a season nine winner in the sense that it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it really it was. Sasha won. You know, I mean, yeah. looking at the overall, if in terms of just mini challenges, yeah, I mean, Brooke and Silky had three, Nina and Raja had two wins each, and then Scarlet, Akira, Plastique, Sugar, and Vanji had all the other mini challenge wins. So, like, anyone else was like, uh, you know, Queens who went home early and Evie were the people who didn't win mini challenges. What did was there backlash to Evie winning? I feel like everybody, maybe it's just me, but everyone was kind of like happy. Yeah, well, I think because we liked her drag. She was such a fan favorite because she had cool drag. She had she was you know confrontational in a really honest and like refreshing way. She was all about like airing shit out. She had a 
really interesting backstory with her health issues and like there was the whole mm. feeling of like basically like I got a limited window and so I think that was mm. really like inspiring to see someone kind of max that window out so I mean it didn't matter because she was the one that felt the most fun to root for you know whereas Brooke I think was really easy to kind of be like oh Brooke the ballerina but it's like technically she is far and away the front runner yeah I just never connected on to Brooke and I didn't like the whole love story with Vanjie you know I just never got I got into her I love Nina so much and Scarlet, I also loved this season. And Sugar Kane. There were just some other characters that I just really, really loved. And Brooklyn just didn't excite me. Yeah, and there you go. You know, you can you can kill the challenge, but you might not win the, you know, the game. Oh, but you know what the I, I forgot how great Akira's verse is. First of all, the whole like choreography uh Taja calls choreography during this you know queen I also loved uh, Akira's in in particular but her line of where is the body Akira is the body oh uh, that is a classic moment the where is the body Akira's where is the body is like uh, deserves to be memefied more often you know yeah where is the body I, and cuz it didn't didn't it come out recently there was something where a body was missing or something. Well, I don't know. I, I hope so, just so we can use this meme, you know? <laughs> Where is the body? Uh, Mary's no. Send us that meme that somebody made about, I think it was like in a movie or a TV show. They were like, there was a missing body and, and they showed a carrier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, it's like Olivia Coleman in Broadchurch. Where is the body? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So dark. Uh, anyway, Mary's. Uh, that is our mini challenge of season eleven countdown. Uh, Colin and I disagreed, and I am really surprised that you let a challenge that featured a leg guitar, air guitar moment get so high up on your list. And I'm proud of you for yeah, it. Yeah, they they call this growth. <laughs> All right, Marys, we are going to leave it there. Thank you so much for keeping the lights on at All Right, Mary, and supporting us. We really appreciate it. Uh, we will see you soon for, oh, season 14. Season 14 is happening soon. Yes, yeah. yes. And and next week for only Marys, I don't, have you, there is a schedule for that. What's next week? There is. Ooh, let's get it out here. I'm going to whip it out. Oh, take it out. Watch out, girls. Take out my, take out my candy. Uh-oh. Uh, she's, she's got a Charleston chew in there, I think. Do you love Charleston shoes? Is that a candy you liked? Or uh, you know, it's not like one I chewy. was so excited about, but I I would probably give that a go before I'd have like a a Milky Way. Ugh, you know. Uh, next week, Mary is something I think you'll be very excited to talk about with me. It's the Carnival episode from Euphoria. Oh my God! Of course, yes. We d- this is a we we did do an part two overall Euphoria episode, but we are diving in to uh the the carnival season one episode four of euphoria mm-hmm. next week and really because it is oh god just an incredible so well episode done. of television yeah yeah so so well done yeah i'm excited for it uh so that'll come out next week mary's but until then uh you know you can watch the video here or here right isn't that what cash jordan says oh yeah oh yeah of course yeah 
but until then, you can watch the video here or here. And I love when they do that, but it doesn't quite line up. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Ta jeans. She's a new bitch, Miss S Almighty. Davenport Diamond just can't be stopped. She works her way straight to the top. I'm the Diane Curl of Ruth's Dynasty. You'll get red, so please don't try me. Yes, she's striking, but don't just stare. Say, hey, Miss Curia, when you see her. Intergalactic Earth to Pluto. Superstar boss all through the cosmos. Smashing you like an Idaho potato. Whipping you up like a space tornado. Got one thing.